He did it. Yes, he did it. He got into dental school. But it's a been it's been a journey that has taken and goes back all the way back to seventh or eighth grade. Today we talked to a, a pre-dental student that is now officially a dental student. He's gonna tell you how he did it. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Dr. Darwin, a new dentist coach with another episode of Ask Dr. Darwin on the New Dentist Podcast Show, where we talk about getting into dental school, surviving dental school, getting into residency, and then life as a new dentist. Guys, thanks so much for joining us today in this episode. Uh, be sure that you are sharing, liking, commenting, and then also subscribing down below. And and, and share this content with, with your colleagues or people that you know that, uh, that could really have some value placed in their process uh, in becoming a dentist. Also, this episode of Ask Dr. Darwin is being brought to you by GetIntoDentalResidency.com. Actually, no, it's being brought to you by Dr. Darwin On Demand. Dr. Darwin On Demand, the ultimate membership group that supports you in your endeavors in becoming a, a dentist. We have uh, a, a group of, of like-minded individuals. We have uh, a bi-weekly, uh, no, bi-weekly, bi-monthly Q&A session, office hours where you can ask questions and get help, uh, whether it's with your application for dental school or your application for residency or just general questions on how to navigate the space and becoming a dentist through dental school and then also through residency. So check it out down below and we look forward to having you in the membership uh, group really, really soon. All right. So today we're talking with uh, uh, a now, it looks like it's officially a D1 dental student, student, Dr. Jamari Jackson. How you doing, man? Sir, how you doing, Dr. Hayes? Thank you for having me. Hey, man, not as good as you. you, you you're in <laughs> dental school now. You're in dental school now. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about how you did it, uh, your process, your journey. Uh, you know, like we've mentioned uh, this has been something that you've been wanting to do since uh, seventh and eighth grade. So we'll talk a little bit about why dentistry for you, a little bit about your process, uh, how you prepare for the DAT, how you put together your number of schools and why you selected those schools, the interviews, how you decided on which school to attend, uh, and also some, some information about the hardest part, right? The hardest part about the process. And then some tips and advice. So guys, be sure that you stay all the way through, all right? All the way through so that you get this valuable content. So we're gonna kick it off and uh, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about yourself, Jamari, for those that are meeting you for the first time. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Um, I'm Jamari Jackson, um, D1 here at Meharry Medical College School of Dentistry. I, um, I'm from Forsyth, Georgia, um, small town about an hour south of Atlanta. Um, I went, I did my undergrad at Augusta University in Augusta, Georgia, where I majored in business management, actually. So got my degree in business, prereqs at Augusta, applied, and here I am. Now, you said business. Yes, sir. So, uh, I mean, there is the business of dentistry, but uh, usually business majors are are counted in the group of non-traditional students like myself. I was an architect major. So, uh, so uh, this is going to be an interesting interview, especially for those people that are that also uh, are 
potentially uh, non-traditional students. So, uh, so that's great, man. That's great. So let's let's dive into it, man. Why why dentistry? Why did you pick dentistry instead of uh, entrepreneurship related to uh, business or economics or going to get your MBA and and being a a, a a business tycoon or something like that? Why why dentistry for you? Yeah, you know, dentistry is very unique. You know, you really have the opportunity to apply those health sciences to, of course, spatial awareness, hand-eye coordination, all those things. But, you know, one thing about a dentist, really that personal relationship with, with, with patients on that level where you have to come to work and really, you know, be that person that they need and they need of comfort and pain, anything like that. So for me, man, my, my mom was a nurse. And, you know, I just always was so in tune with the healthcare field that I just found enjoyable how you can help people. So for me, dentistry to me seemed like something I can do where it feels like I probably wouldn't even, you know, I wouldn't be at work. I would just be you know, in a clinic, in a hospital somewhere doing something that I love. So it came the easiest to me. And you mentioned that entrepreneurship. Of course, this field, you, you really have a lot of autonomy to kind of build your, your model of what, how you want to run your practice, how you want to actually run your career. So. That was very engaging to me, so it was a no-brainer. Yeah, and you will see. You may not see a lot these first two years of dental school, but third and fourth year, and as you get more exposure into the business of dentistry and uh, things that occur outside of clinic, your clinic exposure, uh, <laughs> you'll start to see the uh, the, the business aspects uh, as well. So uh, that's great. So let's talk about your application, because we all know you can't get into dental school without applying. So you got to apply. And uh, that's probably the most uh, kind of stressful type of time for most people, getting their application and all the components together. So let's talk a little bit about how and when you started the application process, especially since as a business major, yeah. when did you finish undergrad? So I just finished undergrad this past May. Okay. So, uh, okay. So in that case, I mean, you know, we're looking probably a year or two <clears throat> into your, um, uh, undergrad time okay. as far as getting, you know, getting the, everything together. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that, about how you put yeah. together your application. So the thing about it is, and I tell people, actually, I feel like my dental school application started the day I graduated high school. Mm. And is because day one, when I graduated high school, I had mentioned I was from a small town. So I found the dentist in my town. I called them some kind of way. I called up to the office and say, hey, you know, I, I really want to be a dentist. I'm about to leave for college and I'm really looking for that mentorship. So I tried my best and I did. I built that as early as I could. Now, me being a business major, once I got to Augusta, first thing I did also was sat down with my advisor. I didn't wait for them to come to me. I went and said, listen, I have to get all these classes done for dental school. So how am I going to integrate that with my business degree? And so we came up with a plan. And so, you know, I tell people when ASAS opened up the summer before my um, application, I had kind of felt like I didn't feel as overwhelmed because I felt like throughout undergrad, I was doing things step by step to build up to that moment. So, you know, applying for summer programs, you know, making sure you get your shadowing hours. I even signed up for personal statement workshops on campus. You know, you know I mean, I'm talking freshman, sophomore year, 
even though I wasn't writing my personal statement, I had already had like an outline of envision and what I wanted to say, how I wanted to say it when that time came. And so, you know, for me, when ASAS opened up, you know, it didn't feel as overwhelming. Of course, it was still stressful, but in other words, you don't wait until the start date of the application to start your application. You know, your application can start as soon as you decide you want to be a dentist. Yeah, that and that's some that's some great advice and great um information to know. It, you know, there's no such thing as is starting too early yeah right because there's a lot of information that goes along with the process uh not only knowing what the dates are and the timelines but also figuring out what the strategy is going to be and it sounds like you started really early uh, straight out of high school first uh first semester or first two years of undergrad with making sure you had the tools to prepare you for those next steps um, in the process for you. Yes, sir. And I want to mention, like, even watching your shows, you know, like finding, you know, information that's out there, because there's a lot of information out there. So the quicker you're able to kind of soak up that information, when that, when that day comes, you're going to really feel like a lot of stuff is already put together, even if it's cognitive, even if it's things you've been pondering on those things are together and you're able to really, you know, allow those things to shine on your application. So, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a huge, huge um, step that you take as you gathering things along the journey. Step right. 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 Of the application, you know? Yeah. Well, there you go. Information matters. Hey, this is Dr. Darwin. Are you looking for some mentorship, some accountability, some help with getting all of this application and getting into dental school and getting into residency and then just your life as a new dentist. Look, I'm having monthly, twice a month, live coaching sessions and office hours so we can talk about all of that. I don't want you to struggle with the application process. I don't want you to struggle uh, with getting ready for interviews. I don't want you to struggle about what list of schools and programs to apply to. We talk about all of that in our group, our monthly group called Dr. Darwin On Demand. Dr. Darwin On Demand. Check it out down below here. And then also, if you're interested and you want to get that help so you don't have to struggle anymore so that you can get some mentorship, some accountability, and some help, hit this link right here. Hit that link right there so we can get you signed up and enrolled today. Today. Your future starts today, and I'm here to help you. This is Dr. Darwin, and join my members-only community called Dr. Darwin On Demand. Look forward to seeing you soon, okay? Now back to this episode. Enjoy. Um, and it's really important that you utilize or you implement some of the uh, information that you have, you know, sometimes it, it can be challenging for yourself or you make it more challenging for yourself if you don't implement the information. There's this quote that I heard uh, from a colleague of mine. I think I've heard it a couple of times before uh, and it's related to, uh, to information and it goes uh, information without implementation mm. is the stagnation of your 
compensation, right? Or in this particular case, the stagnation of your application. Middle <laughs> school application, right? Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, starting early and getting that information is great, but you also have to make sure that you're implementing the things that you're learning uh, for the process. And another part of the process is, uh, is this three-headed word, I don't know, three-headed letter monster exam that everybody's got to take, yes, sir. right? The D to the A to the T. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so the DAT, the dental admissions test. So let's talk a little bit about how you prepared for that because, man, this is, uh, we used to call it a, a bugaboo, you know, a, a, a big stumbling block or a big hurdle for many people in this process when they're applying to dental school. So how did you apply to share a little bit about some of the things that worked for you? Yes, sir. Um, number one thing is, you know, the DAT, right. It is a beast. It's a, it's a, it's a monster. And so um, my main resource was DAT bootcamp. Um, the same resource that I had heard other, you know, dental students, the same resources that they used um, throughout their journey. So, you know, I, I was able to get up close to people who were familiar with how it worked, familiar with, you know, the productivity of it. So that's what I went with. But I supplemented it with, you know, of course, different YouTube videos, especially on the PAT section. You know, there are YouTube videos out there. Um, there was an AP bio book that I had bought to kind of read up on some of the concepts I was confused about in the bio section of DAT bootcamp. And um, I will say for me, and I know everybody's, uh, you know, everybody have different study strategies, but I feel like the DAT really takes practice, you know, so really sitting at a desk and trying to memorize everything and really trying to, you know, fill, fill your, your, your brain up with all of this knowledge. To me, it seems impossible. So the more you're able to practice the DAT, you know, the more you're able to kind of get an idea of how that test flows, the better I feel like you will be with the outcome. So that was my main focus, learning how to take the DAT, you know, learning how to be a DAT test taker. I feel like that's, that's where DAT bootcamp really, um, really, you know, shines light on. So that was my main resource. That's good. That's good. Now, did you have a, a range, a score range that you were specifically targeting? And the reason why I asked that is because, you know, each school, if you when you do your application, guys and gals, when you do your application for and you're looking at certain schools that you're targeting, they will give you a range of what that previous class that just got in or matriculated or maybe a year before. They'll give you a range of what those scores were. And that's a way of being able to judge. All right. Where am I in this in relationship to those that just got in? Um, not to say that it, it is 100 uh, percent what they will accept, but it gives you a range or a frame framework to work with. So what was your goal as far as a score and how did you, you know, how, how did that play into where you were with the schools that you applied to with the DAT score? Yeah, yes, sir. Most definitely. So for me, I will, I was real with myself and realistic. I, I've never been a very great um, standardized tester. So, you know, my goal for myself, I think the range for me was around a 21, 22, and I actually fell short of that range, but I was glad that I had set that standard, you know, as 21, 22. For some people that may be low, you know, some people ranges may be different, but me being realistic with myself, that's what I had set my goal and that's what I was reaching towards. And even when I fell short of that, I still was able to meet the mark to, to, to have my acceptance, you know, in my hand. And so that was something I was grateful for. 
Yeah, and and also keep in mind those who are watching and listening, you know, the DAT is just one component of your application. There are, you know, a lot of schools are their process is through holistic admissions, right? Where they look at everything about you as a candidate, not just your DAT, but we know that there is a significance that's placed on the DAT, right? And uh, for many students, that can be what gets them into school, but also which affords them the opportunity to be considered for, uh, uh, for grants and scholarships. So uh, even though the DAT is just a part of the holistic, one part of the holistic admissions part, it, it, it is important on, on other way, uh, in other ways as well um, that can really assist your, not only your matriculation to dental school, but, you know, how you are able to stay in financially, and sure. which is a whole nother conversation about <laughs> the, the investment to become a dentist these days, right? Sure. Um, so you got your DAT scores and you add that to your application and you send that off to schools. But you also have to know what schools you're, you want to apply. Exactly. And, you know, there's some theories. Some students will apply to all 67, uh, soon to be 68 and 69 and probably 70 real soon. Uh, but there's also a strategy where people will apply to schools that are maybe more in their region where they live or maybe in a region or locations where they want to live in the future. So let's talk a little bit about the number of schools that you applied to and why those schools that yes, you sir. that you picked for your application. Yes, sir. So to be honest, I officially only applied to two schools, right? Okay. But I had a third school on my ASAS um, application, but I did not submit the supplemental because I had came to a point where I realized that that's not a place that I wanted to be. It was, it was far away, Western University in California. So when I, when I got to that point, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna have to kind of rethink this. And so I did not submit my supplement. So I applied to my state school, Augusta, um, DCG, which is where I did my undergrad. And I applied to my area. Miss Perry, Miss Perry, Miss Perry. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Those are the two, those are my two schools um, that I that I officially applied to. And, 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 and the reason why I did that is it was for a personal reason. You know, I, I felt that for this application cycle and the way things were for me personally, um, those two locations and those two, those two schools were best fit for me in terms of, you know, my goals and, and what I have planned for myself. But, you know, for other students, like you mentioned, other students apply to as many as they see fit. And, you know, I honestly do not encourage students to only apply to two schools. You know, if you have the, if you have the means to apply to you know, uh, X amount of schools, you know, do it, but do it with grace and do it with an understanding that, you know, there's a possibility you will be accepted. And, and if you do, you know, where are you going to do if that's a place that you don't want to be? So kind of have that in mind, you know, and, and, and do it and do it with a, with a strategy and, and do it with, you know, with a, with a good sense of this is what you want to do. And not necessarily, you know, it don't have to be done. Right. You don't go to one school, so. Right, right, right. Yeah, and and you know, picking those schools um, also it it helps to know where other students or potential uh, dental students, I'm sorry, were were <laughs> potential not potential were uh, previous got my words all mixed up today <laughs> were previous 
pre-dental students apply to. Uh, it, it helps to know students that are maybe from your school or people that you know from other schools where they're applying and where they're getting into because the school, you know, sometimes some schools have a, a track record of accepting students from certain schools, right? Uh, especially if it's a, if it's a state uh, public uh, dental school, you know, there may be a propensity to accept a lot of students from, you know, uh, one or two universities. And it, it's helpful to know that as you're looking into your whole bag of uh, your whole list uh, of, of schools for, for dental school as well. So, yes, sir. And I, and I, and that's another thing I, you know, do the research on the schools you're applying to, like you mentioned, you know, to add on to that, because some schools, you know, uh, like you say, majority of that class is going to be people from that state. So you live here in Georgia and you're applying to a school in Minnesota or, you know, wherever, Minnesota dental school or wherever it is may only the majority of that class is going to be their residents and they may right. have students that's out of state. And so you submitted, you know, your application, you've used that money that could have been used on somewhere else where, you know, the potential for you to get accepted was higher. So, yeah. Yeah. So before you get accepted, you usually have to have an interview. Yes, sir. So let's talk about the uh, interviews, uh, both at from uh, Augusta and Meharry, what they were like, and if there were any strange questions or ones that maybe you were not prepared for or didn't think they were going to ask uh, in that process. Yes, sir. So actually, I had one interview from Meharry. That was, that's, that's the interview that I had. And um, it, was a, it was a really great interview. It was, it was virtual. Um, it was two separate interviews that I had on two separate days, um, both dentists. And I will say, I don't remember any strange questions, but I will say that uh, one thing about um, the interview, I can tell that the purpose of that interview was to really measure that level of maturity, you know, measure that level of, you know, are you really at that point in your life where you feel like that you, that you, where you need to be to be in professional school? Because I quickly realized the first day here in professional school is way different than, you know, being an undergraduate student. So those interviews, they really were just trying to get a get an idea of who you were, you know, as a young adult, you know, some of the things that you do, your hobbies, you know, your interest in dentistry and your plans on, on, on being a dental student and also outside of being a dental student. So, you know, I was just saying, just be prepared to really sell yourself and really show, you know, who you are as a young adult and what makes you unique, you know, and so, and it can be tricky because sometimes some of the questions they were asked and it took upon me for me to really, you know, to, to talk more about that question to continue to sell myself, you know, so that can also be a trick. They may not ask you as much. And so just because they don't ask you as much and you don't say as much, that can kind of be a negative thing too. You really, really want to show them that you're serious about what you're doing. So, so, so give us an example. Like, did they ask you a question that typically can be asked like, yeah. Uh, like, uh, uh, why you, why should we accept you here at this school? Yeah. So they say, well, yeah, like that was one of the questions. So why you, you know, they give you the, like, I mean, Harry told me about the history of the school and what makes that school unique. So they say, well, what makes you, and it was a very straightforward question, but I had to really use that question to my benefit. And then also another question would be, well, um, one dentist asked, how do you study? What are your study strategies? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I took that upon myself to talk about my study strategies and what I'm trying to do to improve my study strategies, you know? And so 
like I say, um, those questions, it really, it all depends on who you have, man. You really just want to be as natural as possible and, and, and really get to a point where the interview is feeling more like a conversation. Yeah. It's a tick for tack question. And yeah. that's, those are my experiences. Yes, yeah. And you, and you make a good point that in that interview, you know, they're really trying to find out a little bit more about you, right? They have your CV, they have your personal statement, but it's nothing like having that face-to-face, -face, even if it's vir virtual, to be able to dive a little bit deeper and have a conversation. And you as the applicant, <clears throat> who's, not, <clears throat> who's not only seeking a position, but you're also seeking a home. Because you're going to be there for four years. And that's a lot of days. <laughs> sure. Sure. That's a lot of days. So, you know, it's a conversation so that it's a conversation about fit. Is this the place for you? Are you the person for them in their class? Uh, so you have to be prepared to have a conversation. Sure. Uh, to not only talk about yourself, but also be in a position to share how you're going to add value to the university and most importantly to the mission of the university each dental school has a different purpose as far as the mission statement um and you have to know what not only what that is but where you fit and where your future plans or your current plans for the next four years but then your your future plans beyond the four years where where you fit into uh contributing to that to that mission so all information that's that's really really important uh, when you get ready for the interviews. So how how did you decide? I mean, I know you had one interview, you had two schools that you really were keying in on. Um, you know, sometimes what happens you get to the interview, you start meeting people, and you realize, ooh, uh, this school is not what I thought it was. <laughs> I don't think that was the case here, but you know. You know, what, what what things kind of really about the interview really confirmed that this was the place for you? Yes, sir. Um, just really the, the vision and, and, and the conversation of um, the professors. Once the, my interview was over, I believe, I don't know if I was accepted yet or not, because I think that was, no, I believe I was already accepted. Yes, sir. I, I came up to Nashville, you know, me and my mom. You know, we packed up and we came up and we did a tour around the school. And every conversation that I had with the dentists, with the professors that are here, you know, it was very progressive. Everything that they talked about, everything that they spoke about was really better in the future of, of, of oral health, you know. And, and they not only said those things, but the proof and, and what they was doing, it was there. You know, the things that they say that they was about, the things that they say that they're, that they're involved in, that they're doing, they're actually doing. So for me, that was a, that was a green flag. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, schools, they'll put their post stuff online and, and you see it and you read it, but to actually go and see exactly what they said on their website is there. To me, that was like, you know what, this is, this yeah. is where I need to be at. This is where they are really walking the walk. So for me, I mean, yeah, even though it's my only choice, I still, I was like, you know what, this is, this is going to be great. So yeah. that's, that's great, man. That's great. And that's, that's key. You gotta, you gotta make sure that you have a home where, you know, and you feel like you're going to be comfortable and you're going to be surrounded by individuals that will support you in your endeavor. Yeah. Right. Sure. So, and also, so, I want to, I want to add, um, 
the students. You know, I was talking to some of the students. I was reaching out to them on social media. Um, when I when I came to the tour, I talked to some of them in person, and you know, everything that they said I still aligned with what Mahari was saying and what Mahari was 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 projecting to the world. And so, you know, I feel like that honesty, that transparency, and what Mahari is about, it was it was a it was a beautiful thing for me. Yes, sir. So you lucked up. You got a place that uh, is beautiful and you're going to be going where again? Um, talk, oh, Matt Meharry. Yes, sir. Meharry. Meharry, just in case people didn't realize, <laughs> going to be going to uh, Nashville uh, yes, and, and being part of the, the team down there with Dr. Um, um, well, there's a whole bunch of doctors. I'm trying to think of the name of the dean. The dean, uh, Dr. Farmer. Farmer Dixon, that's right, and her team yeah. and team of faculty, a lot of history in Meharry. So congratulations with that. That's great. Um, but I know that uh, this whole process has not necessarily been fun. <laughs> has it been great? Uh, you know, you, you, you've known since seventh, eighth grade that you wanted to become a dentist and get into this process. And you've been, you know, starting this process since high school um, to make the process much easier. But there's been some hard parts, I'm sure, right? What, what, what's been the hardest part of, about this process? Yeah, I would say as far as anything specific with the application, the hardest part to me was the DAT. Really preparing for that, that monster was something that, you know, I really had to dig deep to get through and it, and it had to be done. And so, you know, by grace, I was able to do it and, and I was able to have it done. Um, but I, I feel like another key component other than application, just believing in yourself. You know, as, as, as much as we go to class every day, it was hard for me to not allow that, that bad test grade in general chemistry to kind of, you know, get my spirit down about the whole journey. Or, you know, you looking left and looking right and seeing these people that you're in class with who are valedictorians at hospital and, you know, they have all these accolades. You really having to keep that, that path forward, keep your head forward on what you want to do. So, you know, I would say that was a factor. I wouldn't say that was the hardest part, but that was something I had to kind of do some self-reflection on many times to know that, hey, man, let's stay in the fight. You know, let's let's keep going and let's get it done. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's key. That's key. You talked about, you know, some things to 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 be cognizant of as doing as part of this process, which a great which is a great segue to some tips and advice, especially those that are watching and listening that are embarking upon this process, getting ready to put their application together, getting ready to take the DAT, uh, all the things that um, leads to submitting an application, especially with the, the application portal now being open for the next cycle. Give us three, four tips, knowing what you know now, and if you had a little brother or, or a little sister or someone that you knew, another colleague that you knew was applying to dental school, what, what, would, what would be some tips yeah. advice that you would give them number one tip organization you know organization throughout undergrad organize yourself throughout the journey understand you know each step of the journey understand where you at in your journey you know so understand even though it may be two years away kind of wrap your mind around where you're going to start planning to take the DAT because you may have to start saving money to help buy the DAT study materials mm -hmm. so have a plan be organized you know use your use technology or write down a calendar and really get yourself in a place where you know exactly where you are along the way um, number two definitely find a mentor you have to have a mentor you have to have somebody that's older than you or 
somebody that's ahead of you in the journey that really knows what they're talking about and listen to them. Because I mean, if you find a good mentor, they're not gonna tell you anything wrong. And so you can learn from the things they've done right. You can learn from the things they've done wrong. Listen to them and, and really build that relationship with a mentor. And even if it's not a dentist, it can just be someone that's older, that's really, you know, that, that's on a level that you're trying to be on. You need to surround yourself around those people. Right. Um, third tip that I would say, um, really get involved on your campus. So throughout undergrad, become a leader on campus the best you can. Because when you get into dental school, you get into the dental field, I'm sure you know, you're a leader. You know, people are going to look at you. So understand how to handle those things in your undergrad while you're doing your undergraduate studies. By the time you get to professional school, you'll already have all those things in, in the toolbox. So most definitely. Then it'll help with your application. You won't feel as nervous talking on the app. I mean, on the interview with people because you've done it throughout undergrad. You've been the president of your club or you've been the secretary. You know, you've done, you know, things with, with you know, fine arts on campus or whatever it may happen. So, you know, don't don't just sit in your dorm and think that looking at the book is what's going to get you there. You're going to have to get out and kind of get your hands dirty a little bit. Yeah, that, that's some great tips, man. Uh, being organized, planning out your application process, the steps and the components of it, finding a mentor and also being a leader in undergrad, which will transcend to your uh, not only through your application, but also during your time as a dental student. You know, there's many opportunities for uh, leadership with, uh, with organized dentistry groups at the school, but also beyond the school that you go to, being able to interact with dental students all across the country through ASDA, uh, SNDA, Student National Dental Association, uh, uh, different groups as far as specialty groups that are on campus as well. Uh, if, you, if you're thinking about becoming a, a pediatric dentist or, or a surgeon or orthodontist, there's groups at the school um, of other like-minded students that, were, that are also considering pursuing uh, careers and specialty. All opportunities for you to be involved um, uh, in, in, in leadership activities because you're right. The schools are producing dentists and technicians, but schools are also producing leaders, the future leaders of, within the profession uh, and leaders that have a very broad perspective uh, beyond just chair side, which is the business of dentistry, the politics of dentistry, uh, advocation for different types of policy related uh, actions that impact all of us as, as dentists and oral health professionals at the chair. Uh, that part is probably most one of the parts that does not necessarily get taught in dental school but it's a very uh, important component of your development and your contribution to the profession which is policy that happens outside of the dental offices that impact what we do or what we can do or what we want to do in the future uh, within the profession so leadership <clears throat> has its uh ha you know leadership matters and has its place uh in the profession as well and uh everything that you've led us and shared with us today has been very helpful uh what's the best way for people to contact you if they have any other questions yes sir um i will be honest so i'm, I'm really taking a break from social media at the moment to kind of get focused with with, with um, school but um please send me an email um, that's J-O-M Jackson 
the number zero zero at gmail.com. J-O-M Jackson, the number zero zero at gmail.com. Yeah, you can email me. Um, I, I, if I don't respond, of course, I'm in school, but I, I will I will adhere to those emails and help whoever I can. So, you know, most definitely, that's what it's all about. It is, and it's, and it's about uh, also saying thanks to you for sharing your journey, a journey that has started since seventh, eighth grade, and now has come to fruition. Uh, as you are preparing for your D1 year at Meharry. Congratulations, proud of you, man. We want to follow your progress all the way through these next four years. Uh, you won't believe me when I say it, but these, the time will go fast. <laughs> you, it won't feel like it when you're in it. You're going to feel like, Dr. Hayes said this thing is going to go fast. And I don't know how he, I don't know how he figured something's going fast because it's not going fast right now, <laughs> especially the D1 year. So, uh, but time will tell and, and you'll get uh, get through it. You know, only way only way through it is to go through it and you'll get ready to go through it. But thanks so much for your time. Uh, it's been very helpful. Guys, check out these next set of videos. Hopefully these are helpful as well. And that's our time for today. Love, peace, Thank and you. smiles. We'll see you on the next video next week, next week, next week. Hope you liked that one. It was a favorite of mine as well. Stay tuned as we have more episodes just like that. Until then, love, peace, and smiles. See you next time.